Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. What are you doing? Well, I think everybody should know that before the camera turns on, we eat We nuts. eat lots of nuts. Why? You know why we eat nuts? Why? Real Talk, because there are people that are nuts watching us. That's true. So we just want this relevant. There are nuts here in the room, and there's nuts behind the camera, if you know what I mean. Where's the dinosaur? The dinosaur? Oh, he's back there. Oh, got him. Got him. Probably got a good look at that. He's Joe, I'm Brad. Today we're talking about, are you ready? Cancel culture. <laughs> when did cancel, when did it emerge as an actual phrase? What is the etymology of oh, I don't know the that. origin Probably story? Probably pretty cancel, recent. Cancel culture. In the last decade? Mikel, find out when cancel culture showed up. You look for it right it's now. It's an interesting word and phrase. It's a pretty popular phrase that we yeah. hear a lot about. Does yeah. anybody even know what it means? I mean, so this idea, oh, that's actually good. Let's sort of define it, I think. Like this idea that because of something that you have done or more often said, typically somewhere in your past, that as a culture, sort of popular culture, we don't have room for you anymore, right? So you can't keep your job, you can't keep some accomplishment something that you've attained because of something often unrelated, but that you said or done in the past. So, yeah. So right. I think about uh, history people who have done things in the past that we have monuments up, but yes. because they had done something or allowed something or permitted something, now everything they've ever done is not worthy right. of anything. Mikkel, right. what do you got? It gained popularity in late 2019. Oh, that recent, we're, Pre -COVID. we're saying, okay. Yeah, but that, that is really, that I mean, to think about something that culturally most people have heard about and yeah, could at least... Yeah, it's happened fast. That's pretty fast, cancel culture. Yeah, and in that short amount of time has taken some people out. Oh my goodness. Lost jobs, all kinds of things. Yep. And to your point, statues removed, things like that. Yeah, so if there's anything you've done or said in the past that isn't currently acceptable or politically correct or understood to be fair or just, it you just get dismissed for anything else you've done. You just get taken right. down. So I want to get to how that intersects. Obviously, we're going to talk about how it intersects with the gospel, right? But I want to talk about sort of cancel culture on its own for a minute, mm -hmm. just on its own merits. Mm -hmm. Because it's so short-lived, my opinion is it hasn't, um, it hasn't had a chance to sort of play itself out. But what will happen, my opinion, is that it kind of implodes on itself. And here's, here's why. <laughs> because the idea is you, that we all should progress to a particular view of something that we currently consider fair or just or sort of the going understood standard of our culture. So the idea is you have to progress to that. However, it doesn't forgive people where they were in their past. Oh, no, yeah. Right? Well. By its very nature, then it would implode yeah, on itself. Absolutely. There, there's an aspect of it that's just, it's very irrational because the presumption is we're growing, we're learning, we're attaining to a higher understanding of things. So you ask the question, what higher standard or definition? What are we progressing towards? What right. is the view? And is it possible for humans to ever attain perfection mm -hmm. and intellectual enlightenment at a sustainable, perfected level that we don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So who doesn't make a mistake? Right. And what's the standard? The, the target is moving. 
right? So what is acceptable Correct. today in three be, years is not acceptable. Right. So there's these things that have happened. And I, you know, I mean, a lot of this is around race, mm-hmm. which I get. There are offensive things people have done in the past that was pretty culturally, whether it was right or wrong, it was pretty acceptable. And sure. In 50 and in years cases, ago, or specifically 70, wrong. It was wrong, wrong then, but it was but it was it was sort of acceptable. Yeah. And now we look backwards at it and go, and it's also selective in who it goes after. Of course, it's it really it really is a form of mob rule, mm-hmm. which concerns me because mm-hmm. it's like where is the mob going to turn mm-hmm. its attention towards and say now this is worth canceling and we just witch hunt on top of someone or something and go, we have to destroy this. Mm-hmm. We don't just have to correct it, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing, correcting. It is a good thing, but we're not giving people space to do that There's because no... even people go, oh my gosh, it was a different time. I'm really sorry. I was out of line. Like That's not good enough. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like, we demand you progress to a particular view, but we won't forgive yeah. where you were off in the past. It's problematic mm-hmm. because... If someone continually does something wrong for their whole lives, that's a pattern of behavior. I could see why people go, I don't trust you and I don't forgive you and I dismiss everything you've done because of that. Agreed. But somebody has a moment or an issue, makes a mistake, does something in the past that now 50, 60, whatever, years later they go, hey, that's not who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. I made a mistake or... And we just destroy them. We're mm. not the, the 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 desire isn't in cancel culture to correct. Right. It's to destroy. It's to eliminate. It's to just absolutely bring about justice in its most severe form. Mm-hmm. Well, and it it's not justice well, because people will go out and apologize and basically face martyrdom and sort of self-flagulate, you know, publicly. And it's like, that's not even good enough, mm-hmm. even then. Yep. So it's, it's not justice in that sense. I, I agree. And I think it is completely disregarding the fact that as humans, who among us is perfect? Mm-hmm. Who among us isn't going to progress and learn and grow? Now, there's people that choose to not do that, all right? right. But, but who even the best person, who's not going to grow and learn and go, oh, I didn't think of it that way? Right. We're all in this developmental process of learning and growing, and hopefully, humbly, we do that. But when you intersect with just eliminate, you know, you, you look at someone in history like Abraham Lincoln, clearly there are ways he had blind spots. Right. And clearly there are ways he helped move the culture forward. Yeah. I'm not holding him up as Jesus. He's right. not the greatest president that ever lived. With a per- He's not a perfect person. There were strengths of what he did, and there were shadows. There were things that he did that were excellent and moved in his time and place, moved things forward. There were other ways he had complete blind spots. Every human is in that same section of life. We all have strengths and shadows and we move hopefully forward, but there's blind spots in every person and every culture. And if the meter of justice is just destroy, Mm -hmm. we're all screwed. Mm -hmm. We're all screwed because, again, this isn't even biblical stuff. Cancel culture is coming for you. Yeah. If this is your mantra and this is what you do, and this is what the mob does, and this is what the culture does, who who can stand? Who, yeah. At some point, the 
passion that you put into canceling someone else, a historic figure or another person, that's coming for you too. Yeah. So I agree with all that. And I, I, you mentioned something I want to go back to. You said it, it, it seems to come for certain people and not others. I don't like this doesn't need to shift to a political yeah. sort of thing. Um, but I think that's one of the things that I, I really struggle with is we have these sort of poles, these extremes of cancel culture. And then we also seem to have a lack of accountability in our culture. So some people get blacklisted, they get canceled for something they've said, something they've tweeted, and they lose jobs and they lose uh, just respect mm -hmm. and, and, and even future opportunities. And it seems like other people get away with anything they want. And I think that's some of that juxtaposition is what's really hard to balance mm -hmm. and really hard to not go, this is really unfair. You know, it, cancel culture is bad enough in that we're just writing people off in some sense, as you said, for, for maybe an, an instance, an incident, something like that. Um, but when it's juxtaposed with there's other people that seem to get mm -hmm. away with a murder mm -hmm. right in front of everyone, it's in the public eye, that makes it really, mm -hmm. that makes it really frustrating, yeah. I think, for people. Yeah, it seems, it seems duplicitous, certainly. It's hypocritical in that where does it, where does the eye of this cancel come from? Where does it start and who is it aimed at? And again, what's the standard? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't want to, again, we're not even at the biblical gospel level, right. but like I don't, I, I think there's some goodness to fighting for what is just and right. And this, this is coming out of that. So it's like, there's almost like it's, there's a goodness at the root of wanting to ensure something is just and fair and good and that people are held to accountability. I agree. I think right? accountability at its core like, is so good. And that's what we have to kind of bring both poles to, yes. in, in my opinion. It's, yes. it's not cancel culture, but it's also not this Permissive, no, account yeah, yeah, no accountability. It's like whitewash no. everything, look over, just no. It's like, absolutely, there is this middle ground. If, if the two poles were cancel mm -hmm. and ignore, mm -hmm. it's like, no. Mm -hmm. We have to correct and... Be realists, see what, what's really gone on and make adjustments in mm -hmm. that in a systemic way, not just in a sort of show way. We actually have to do the hard work mm -hmm. of correcting something that's wrong and, and rebuilding it to what it is right. And individuals in some aspects should be held accountable for what Absolutely. they've done wrong. There's consequences to the things we all as individuals mm -hmm. face consequences to our decisions yep. all the time. There's some level of accountability yep. that it's like, no, you did this. That means you can't be a part of something or you can't mm -hmm. be. Yeah, there's consequences. Yeah. It's going yeah. back into history and, and, and our history books should be, in some ways they need to be rewritten and corrected. There are things that when written, like, and again, I'm just using Abraham Lincoln. It's like, I want to see all of Abraham Lincoln. Right. Not just the highlights. Right. I want to see his pros and his cons, his strengths and his shadows. I want history and people to see him for who he really was, which for every person includes strengths and shadows, right. blind spots that culturally he wasn't able to see or ways people celebrated him and kind of just glazed over the fact that he wasn't as... Um, 
pure mm -hmm. in his desires that some people make him out to be. No, let's be realists. Let's correct the record, be realists, hold people accountable, and give everyone all the details, not just silence, mm -hmm. and go, forget this guy. Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I think it'll bear out in history that it won't work. Yeah. And this isn't even getting into the biblical part of it, which is super fun because, my gosh, our Christianity informs this whole conversation. Right. It so must. So let's turn let's mm -hmm. turn that direction and and sort of talk about how cancel culture intersects with the gospel and i i think um just for me something that comes to mind and, and we're probably going to say this different ways because i'm going to say that the can that cancel culture is really um opposite of the gospel and and here's why because i think of of romans where it says that while we were still sinners christ mm -hmm. died for us and so in some ways that eliminates cancel culture like you can't be canceled because he died for you while you yeah. were a sinner it, it, he knowingly mm -hmm. stepped into what needs what you could have been canceled for yep. you you have another way sort of of saying it yeah i mean i mean some of it if i pull back the layers of it i really go to the the fullness of god that in god's attributes he, he isn't just one character trait. So to be just, he is the definition of justice. Mm -hmm. But that's never outside his mercy. And mm -hmm. where you have justice and no mercy, you have violence. It, it leads to things that are, so in the Godhead, before Christ even comes, you have justice and mercy together. And because of that, the only one who could cancel anything, the perfect one who had a right yeah. to say, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all of you deserve to be wiped out, is the one who pays the price. If anyone could cancel everyone, it's God himself. Mm -hmm. And you see this a little bit in Noah's flood. You, you see his justice and his mercy. It's never just justice or mercy. It's both, and he can't not be both, so that when we get to the person of Christ, mm -hmm. you have someone who is That's both good. just and the justifier, right? Like, so biblically, you just go, he, he could have canceled all of us because we're all deserving. Right. We're all sinners right. and fall short of God's glory. He's the perfect one, and he could go, I'm eliminating. Yeah. And instead, he says, no, I'm laying down my life yeah, so instead the Bible says that he, he turned it, he canceled our debt. Yep, which is, uh, it's just fascinating. So as followers of Christ, if we've experienced him canceling our debt, how can we be advocates for cancel culture? Mm -hmm. it's, it's opposite mm -hmm. of, now that doesn't mean we should be against accountability and correcting things and mm -hmm. holding people to realistic views of all of that. But at the end of the day, because he is both just and merciful, I am forgiven. How can I also not extend that to other people? Mm -hmm. Cancel culture is the opposite of forgiveness. Right. It just eliminates you. Right. And I, I just think of just the person, the man, Jesus Christ, walking on earth and the interactions mm -hmm. he has with people. And I think of the woman caught in adultery in, in John. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, no one here is canceling you, yeah. basically. Just 
go and sin no more, yep. right? So there's an accountability. Yep. Like you're not going to just keep doing this. We're not going to be permissive yep. of what you're doing, but go and sin no more. And who could have you're thrown up? You're not being rock. canceled. I mean, if anybody could have killed her, yep. it's held her accountable. It's the perfect one. And he instead spreads out his arms mm -hmm. and he gets nailed to a cross. Mm -hmm. So what's so amazing to me as followers of Christ, if God has been that merciful and just with you by nailing all of my sins and your sins to the cross, and all his justice is poured out on his son to give me forgiveness. How can I also not give that same forgiveness to other people? Mm -hmm. And that's not looking the other way. Right. That's actually looking right at someone and going, I see you are not perfect. You made mistakes. I forgive you. That doesn't mean I trust you. That doesn't mean we're going to be best friends. But it doesn't mean I just eliminate you right. as a human being and I just cancel that so it's like I think it's a it's not it's an not even against the gospel it's the opposite and offensive to the work that Christ has already done vengeance is mine says the Lord mm -hmm. and he pours that out on Christ it actually empties in some weird way like it, it lessens the the work that Christ did on the cross when we just say your sacrifice on the cross wasn't good enough I need blood right I need someone eliminated I need someone held accountable in such a severe way that they cease to exist. Like that—that—that's just not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Again, and I yep. think if you just listen to a soundbite from all of this real talk, yeah. you could think we're not—we're not. We're, like, not we're being totally for justice. Yeah, and correct. We want accountability. Absolutely, but that's been done in Christ. That doesn't mean that gives me permission to just eliminate someone because they make a mistake in the past. Yeah, you just don't see it biblically. Uh, sort of turning at 180, I was thinking as you were talking there, it's like, for the person who has felt canceled, interesting, mm. what's interesting is Jesus himself was canceled. Mm -hmm. And so, not a fun place to be, no suffering is, but like all suffering, maybe that sort of feeling canceled is actually yeah. uniting to Christ. Yeah. I mean, isn't that Isaiah 53, like he was familiar with suffering and sorrow, and because of that, he can relate to us and he understands everything we've been through. So for the person who has made a mistake in the past and everyone's calling for blood, you know, wants them eliminated, he understands for sure and we can bring that to him. Mm -hmm. He paid the debt that we can't pay and he understands us, which is super cool. That's cool. So, I don't know, just sort of one more angle. We're kind of in overtime here, but it's almost the summer and we're not going to work at all. <laughs> And people can, a break people can just talk. They can just cut out. They can leave. You don't have to <laughs> yeah, stay. You can stop. Go ahead. Sort of overtime on this on this conversation. It's like, okay, application for mm -hmm. us as we think about cancel culture. Yeah, I think the seedbed of cancel culture is in the statement and the thought of all. When we find ourselves saying all and calling all people, all person who believes this way. All history, all, all, all. You, none of us want, like maybe there are people watching and they love cancel culture. Like, okay, I'm glad you're watching, keep watching. But I think most of us are, are concerned about it. A lot of people are concerned about it. And you go, I could never do that. I would never cancel Brad or Joe. <laughs> I'll stop watching them, but I'm never gonna cancel them. When you start with statements of all, you think that starts innocent but that leads to what it leads to is a view of someone mm. and something mm -hmm. that begins to grow. Cancel culture often is fueled by hatred. 
and an offense to something that's been done wrong to you that's really bad. So it's a desire for justice. It's a desire for something that's wrong to be made right. All of those sort of things, good. But it starts to move into this all. It starts to move into extremism. It starts to move into hatred. It starts to move into violence mm -hmm. and canceling things. Mm -hmm. And so I just would, I'm really trying to be more aware of when I say all people that do this or all, that's just, that's, that's a seedbed, I think. So all us, them language. Yeah, yeah, good. You know, like the, the people that think about guns this way, the people that think about guns that way, the people that are, look like this, the people that talk like this, the people of this orientation, yeah, yeah. the people of this gender, the people of this race. All of those people are, and we just need to, it's like that's one step. That all us versus them is one step closer. So I think our culture has been in that mm -hmm. all us versus them world before 2019. And I think this cancel stuff comes out of mm -hmm. that seedbed of us versus them. So for ourselves, it's an individual accountability level. Yeah. When that stuff's rising up, like we have to check ourselves when that stuff's rising yeah. up in us, right? If I'm starting to think us, them, me, them, yeah. like that's on me to sort of check Hold that. Hold that back. I think the other piece of it is we, we look into history and we see um, cultures that are less sophisticated doing lynch mobs mm -hmm. and when we hear about lynch mobs in history or in less civilized societies we go how could humans do that how could somebody drag someone out of town and lynch them for any reason but isn't that cancel culture i mean and so that mob mentality of us like as a pack clobbering someone and killing them in a modern or an ancient witch hunt isn't that what we're doing on social media? I mean, we're just doing it in a very different kind of way. So what happens on social media or with people is someone does something, someone says something, and a following starts to happen on social media where everybody packs in with comments and hate and this person, but they're doing it from a distance. They're not running into the center of town with their neighbors, but they're doing it hiding behind computers and technology. Mm -hmm. And yet, what, what we're seeing in extremism in America today and in the world is things that start on social media spill out into the streets. Because in many ways, social media today can be our modern version of witch hunt. Mm -hmm. And so beware of the piling on that happens in comment section of social media. Beware of people that are tweeting or posting on Snapchat and saying all people like this and we hate this and this person should go down. If you start piling on that with likes and comments, you're a part of the witch hunt. Mm -hmm. And then we're surprised when that spills into the streets. Mm -hmm. so, it's so it's so interesting because cancel culture seems so much more sophisticated, but there are some ways that it's very much just mob. a modern mob rule witch hunt yeah. that we look at in the past and go, oh, that is disgraceful. We just had a cleaned up, sophisticated version of it now called social media. Mm -hmm. Good. <laughs> well, that was heavy. Uh, do you think that right now we might get canceled by some Probably people? Probably we will. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope we're just talking about something that is yeah. on people's minds and we're hearing about all the time and hopefully it's real. And maybe to just finish, you know, the prophet Micah helps us. What does God require mm -hmm. of us?
to love justice and mercy, mercy. and walk humbly with God. Mm-hmm. So justice and mercy together mm-hmm. instead of separating them. All mercy, all justice. And humility because mm-hmm. yeah. my definition of justice and mercy are tainted. Mm-hmm. And so to be humble enough yeah. to say, God, what does justice and mercy look like? Yeah. Good. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you next time.